Welcome to What's Pete's Homies Talking About Weezer. I'm your host, Manafadaka, and today we're talking Weezer's newest album, the 15th album, Van Weezer. And to discuss the album, I'm joined by a very special guest. You know him as the director of the Between Two Ferns movie and humanities podcast, Comedy Bang Bang. It's Scott Ackerman. Hi, Scott. Hi there, Matt. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming back. Our first return guest. Really? Yeah, Why is and that? only. Well, like nobody. You have the problem. <laughs> well, I guess Gabrus did come back and do my Beastie Boys one-off. Uh, okay. So, but right. this, you're the that only counts. guest that's come back to talk about the, the two different Weezer albums. Exactly. You, are you, have you run out of people who like Weezer, or I? Has, well, here's, ha, have you always wanted to have a repeat guest and they've turned you down? I, you know, I think what's what's happened is the, when I was going through the discography, it was sort of a you know always meant to be a limited run thing. Uh, sure, not because Weezer has not created infinite amount of albums. No, I couldn't possibly do one every week until I decide to stop. Uh, there's plenty of things to talk about, like demos and like music videos and stuff. But demonstration I tapes. Demonstration tapes, exactly. Um, but I have sort of now made the decision to only really do these when they do something so now it's more of like a special event it's an event podcast oh yeah an event podcast is this uh, due to lack of your interest or lack of the uh (laughs) interest (laughs) well you know it's it's when when you also do this as your job it's hard to then do it for to do it for fun yeah but but this is fun and and i am glad to be back here because i had a lot of fun the first time oh thanks scott okay that was that's all we needed thank you so much you can (laughs) kind of just press stop and we're good to go and you got it. Great. <laughs> okay. But okay, so we're we're talking about Van Weezer. Very, very exciting to, to talk about this with you. Um, I do want to, uh, I guess, catch up real quick. Between the Personally? last time we spoke about Weezer, which was the Black Album, and now, yeah. how, where have you been with Weezer these days? I, to be frank, if I may. Oh, I'll allow it. Um, I listened to that Black Album several times, and I, I forget where we landed on it, but I remember... It being bad with some good. Yeah, that's that's the consensus. Yeah, it's got like that third I think song maybe was two shining really stars. On yeah, it. yeah, yeah, a couple of really good songs, and then mainly bad. Yeah. Um, and then they put out OK Human earlier in the year, right? Which mm-hmm, January. I've only, li- I've only listened to once, but I thought it was okay. Like nothing embarrassing on it, which yeah. is <laughs> around what you can, you know, you, the best you, you didn't can cringe hope. when you were listening. Yeah, um, but I, but it didn't really grab me all that much. Um, so that's yeah, that's kind of where I've been with Weezer for the past couple of years. That's okay. So I, if I can make a pitch, yeah, there they did a live concert. Like on on um, mm. well, they put it on the internet, of course. Oh uh, wow! Yeah, and it was not something. Like, There's not a lot out there on the internet, so I'm really excited. So they got this. They got this up. on there. <laughs> they, they submitted it to the internet, and wow. Al Gore was like, "Sure, we'll take it." <laughs> hey, he's he's pressing accept on everything. Yeah, that's uploaded. So to the if internet. you try to get something on the internet, you just got to know it's going to be seen in front of Gore. And if you don't want mm-hmm. yourself embarrassed, just make sure you're, next time you're yeah. posting. Okay. And don't. then there's Tipper pressing deny on half of Tipper, it because of the yeah, PMRC that the thing. <laughs> She's like, "No, Tipper, you got to really impress Tipper." And so this, the fact that anything gets on. That yeah. means they both Gore signed off. That's pretty good. Do, do, can I ask you a question <laughs> about this concert? Because yeah. uh, I, that that is one addition to maybe what's happened since the last time. Is did they play Coachella in between the last time I was on the? Uh, the yeah, your... they did actually. Because okay, because um, I saw that. That and that was weird. Uh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, I remember it being. Um, 
like I remember it being good. I just remember watching. You know, the, the, those are always taped in such a weird way. I think unless it's like a like someone you like the Beyonce they, who comes in and like filmed, we're gonna do this. Filmed it. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually people who don't know what's happened they don't have directors for every single band yeah and like in. so they brought yeah. guests out like they brought in i think the the keyboardist from toto to come in and do africa. africa with them right and then they brought in it I was think, two different they they brought in a different guest each day that they did it right yeah because they brought in chili from tlc right, to, to do, do no scrubs. scrubs with them right and she Which forgot the song <laughs> good very fun but i've seen rivers do the same thing at She's concerts like, like i don't want no chili what is this song i don't wait, even remember wait, am i singing about am me am i going to tommy's burgers i do i want is it pers- the perspective of a nurse who's off duty i don't remember what's going on <laughs> I here i don't remember <laughs> um i watched i saw the first one that they did with the africa cover and mm-hmm. i thought it was interesting that they only played old songs other than africa and can't knock the hustle i think that's almost as if they to... were saying like our our old stuff is the only good stuff or well, the only stuff you care about i think that's the stuff that a coachella audience is gonna yeah. really react to because like everyone who's at coachella is there for something else a lot of them that take yes, drugs they're, they're not they're oh no <laughs> well they're they're not they're not Weezer fans there or fans really of any of the particular bands there anymore. They're just yeah. fans of an experience or of music in general. Yeah. So you're trying to basically play songs. One of the most um, just mortifying things I saw was was when Crowded House re- did a reunion and played Coachella in the uh-huh. afternoon. Oh, no. And poor Neil Finn, they were getting such a tepid response. He had to say, he had to pull out this, which was... You may remember this song from the Reality Bite soundtrack. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> it was like, that's, oh. that's so unfortunate because, like, I mean, at least with Weezer, they have so they have such a. I mean, this is the fifteenth album, Scott. Not many bands oh, yeah. achieve fifteen albums in their in their career. No, so they I mean, could, uh, right now I only have 13, 14, somewhere around there. You so only yeah, have that many, but you're gonna get there, I think. Yeah, I hope so. No, no, I, I think that their early stuff was played so much on alternative radio that mm-hmm. it's kind of like them just accepting, okay, no one really knows these new songs all that yeah. much. Although they did play Can't Knock the Hustle, and I, it stuck out so far like a sore thumb. When, like, yeah, it's When too those new. stick out really far like all the way over you know it looks like a regular finger and you're like this dude has five <laughs> long ones uh this guy's hitchhiking and he's practically already there how arm how far his arms out hey uma thurman <laughs> get off the road we're like thumb um, man yeah i th- i thought i thought but uh, but i i have to say that i really enjoyed it because i love those first two albums so i was like oh wow this is a really good uh concert. yeah they have enough like i mean because i've seen them a number of times and i've when they do something that is like a quote unquote deep cut, but is like a newer song. It is. Mm. It's a very rare, rare experience. I only really? seen them play, like, because I saw them at the Troubadour um, uh, when they did this show, like, in support of the White Album. Um, and it was the I saw only them like at the Troubadour once, right before the Green Album, or not wow. right before, but in in between. Like right when they got back together, uh-huh. before they put out the Green Album, they did a lot of really small shows. So they did the Knitting Factory here and the and the Troubadour and stuff. Were like they that. as Goat Punishment or as Weezer? I know they were as Goat Punishment at the Knitting Factory. Uh-huh. We, uh, the Troubadour one, I don't remember. I remember just hearing about it and getting a ticket somehow. 
Actually, because Kulop was there, everyone was uh-huh. there. So this must have been like 2000 or something. I would have loved to have been there, but uh, as you know, I was probably uh, doing my homework. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course. It was crazy how good they were. I mean, you, we just walked out going like, yeah, oh my God, just just tingling. It was so I, good. I feel like I've heard like anecdotally from people who saw Weezer like with, like within maybe like five to ten years around that time had like vastly different experiences like Mm. because like they were um like either very excited to be back or was sort of like i heard that like um i think my mom and my uncle went and saw them on the fooser tour which was them with the foo fighters Mm -hmm. and they were like they were so bored and didn't do like anything like interesting yeah I, I, I saw them at uh, Glen Helen Pavilion as one of the uh, part of the K Rock shows, uh-huh. and I remember being very excited and it just being a real letdown. Um, and and then I walked out of Oasis, like Oasis, and I loved Oasis, and uh-huh. they were so boring at that. So, yeah, I don't Man. know. It was, but but there was that period of time when people loved those first two records, and then they broke up, and and it was so exciting when they were getting back together before the green album came out. Yeah. And it was in that period that, that I saw a few of the shows. And I do remember the other thing is, is when I left the knitting factory, I was only wearing a t-shirt mm-hmm. and I walked there because I had an apartment pretty close to the knitting factory. Yeah. And my t-shirt was like soaking wet because of just uh-huh. how packed it was. Wow. And it was cold on the way home and I ended up getting really sick. <laughs> oh, no. How could they do that to you? You actually oh, owe you an apology. <laughs> I think like they Caesar, do. this guy. Uh, oh, yeah, what? I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Matt, come on. Retract that. Take okay, that back. I, I take it back. I take it back. Strike it from the record. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Consider it stricken. Um, but what was your Troubadour story? My Troubadour story was that, yeah, they only, that was the only time I've ever seen them play anything from the White Album. Like, was it Interesting. like, for this but show? But that's a pretty good record, so why would they ignore it? Just because it had no hits? These or? are my questions. No hits, no, like, they didn't really ever play anything from Everything Will Be Alright in the End either, which is also, like, very good. Um, it's, it's very crazy because, yeah. you know, they put out those two records, not back-to-back, certainly, because there was, what, a couple years in between them? But Yes. But normally a band would tour behind those two records and play about eight songs yeah you know from them trying to trying to ingratiate them you know and you'd get to know them better and stuff like that but instead Weezer it seems like they go out and tour with a record and only play like one song off the new album or something it's, like that it, yeah they'll do like the lead single if that or because yeah. I think the the you know people get so stoked to just hear like weirdly like Beverly Hills the song everybody shits right. on but yeah, they go yeah. crazy for it. They would rather hear that than than in any new song even yeah. like the new single. But they they did a smart thing when I saw them uh for the everything will be all right in the end tour cuz they played the whole album in full. Oh, good. But they opened with an acoustic set of the hits and oh, everybody was like when are they going to plug in like they did all acoustic for all the all your favorite songs oh, but then when yeah, they plugged yeah. in they then played the whole album. Awesome. And everyone's like, oh, I can get, like, okay, finally, they're playing. And it was okay. really, really cool. That That's was a cool place to see them, too, just because it was such a... They do really well right. in small spaces. But um, but my original pitch was to seek out the concert the that they did at the Walt Disney Hall, concert hall, because they played with the LA? LA Philharmonic. Oh, wow. And it's... With, for the OK Human? Yeah, for OK Human. And it's, oh, okay. it's really... I don't know, I because I, I loved the album, like, immediately, so I was like... I was just so stoked on it, but watching them actually collaborate with um, the actual like a live orchestra was like huh. it legitimately very impressive. In that, just like I don't think it's a band like it's something that every band can necessarily do, or because they also then yeah. do some 
hits with the orchestra like they do oh, okay. i think they did across the sea with an orchestra and it was like you got you got to watch it man it's 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 okay. good yeah. yeah that's great yeah it's only 55 minutes watch it well, right now <laughs> okay let's just watch and it I'll, <laughs> instead of this <laughs> um okay that's a good pitch yeah maybe i'll seek that out it's it's i really liked it. i paid 20 dollars to watch i'm it. not gonna <laughs> this, okay all right look everyone tells you to watch something and i know that it's a fool's errand because look you're busy i get it i just, but all we can do is try what I'm gonna watch music? No, I listen to music. Oh, this why is would you ask me to watch this thing and turn the sound all the way down, Matt? Uh, oh, that doesn't no, make any he sense. Understood me. <laughs> yeah, I actually don't want you to hear it. I just want you to see how they're <laughs> right. working together. I don't right? care how they're walking around. And yeah, Rivers, his legs are the equal length now, so that's he good. finally well, did it. He pulled it off. <laughs> I told you that I saw them after he had broken his leg. I don't think maybe you did at the Universal Amphitheater. Was he in the um, cast? He had a I, he had a cane definitely, mm-hmm. and he was stuck to one spot. Yeah, where he was playing half playing guitar and then had a tiny keyboard, like a half keyboard or something <laughs> that he was doing, like the um, from um, yeah. but uh, and but Matt Sharp I think took it upon himself to really take over <laughs> Just go for it that night and be like, okay, well I have to be I have to be the one who's so he he started out like on top of the all of the amps. Yeah. And was like, yeah, motherfuckers. <laughs> and then he, he was the one who was jumping around all the time. Well, everything. you know, I'm gonna have to bleep that, but that's that's good to, good to hear. Is your mom still listening? <laughs> yeah, my mom my mom's gonna be so mad that you said that. <laughs> um and then she'll be like, I can't believe that motherfucker said something like this. <laughs> um but um I, I wish I I mean I never got to see Matt perform uh, with them obviously but uh, that would sounds like a real a real treat yeah um, no I mean they they it uh, you know and I like their their new baby you know it's not re- I mean the the only real difference to me is just he was a really good performer mm-hmm. and sometimes when you see Weezer they just kind of stand there and yeah he seemed to spur sort of people like, on a little bit you know but you know who really pops off now in shows and then we'll get to the We'll get to the album, but Brian, Brian really goes for it. Oh, good. Um, like he, cause he'll, I mean, he sings also, but like he will take it upon himself to start. I, I, I think I told you this maybe last time, but they did. Um, uh, I won't get with, uh, you won't get with me tonight. I think it's, I, I'm like, hmm. can't remember what it's called uh, for a second. Everyone's going to get mad at me. All of the pedants Uh-oh. that listen to podcasts um, <laughs> are going to get mad. Sorry. Um, but he sang it and did it. And then on stage at the Troubadour rivers was like, okay, Brian, you don't, um, you don't get to do my songs that good anymore. <laughs> like that was too, <laughs> no, he was like mad right, right, right. that he did a really good job. Well, but, didn't, does, doesn't Brian, on Instagram or something, doesn't he play like all the new songs in in solo? He's been doing stuff like that, yeah. And then he has his own uh, rock and roll outfit, the relationship. Right. Uh, I just thought it was interesting. I read that today, and I thought it was mm-hmm. interesting that Brian, like, he's not the guy who sings the songs. You'd yeah. Think it would be River out there on Instagram, like doing a solo acoustic versions, but Brian is, which is he was is, is doing stuff on Zoom early in the pandemic, right? And like he still might be doing it, but now he's more focused focused on the. Um, his website where he chats with people like and i think that's maybe Hmm, more of his comfort zone where he's like i don't (laughs) want anybody to see me i'm just gonna chat with people online on a website that he made Uh, look i i empathize okay i get it (laughs) 
I don't I, even want to chat with anyone, but <laughs> I guess if you have to do one of those things. And I repeat, thank you again for doing this, Scott. Um, um, oh, I don't mean you, of course. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry. Um, okay, but look, we could talk all day. I could about yeah. about their what, how great they are and uh, about and, the, and the, and the connective tissue between my last episode and this episode. Yeah, we look. Sorry, this isn't the MCU. You're not going to get all the connections, okay, babe? Although Nick Fury is showing up at the end of this. There will be a post-credits. Into Weezer. <laughs> you know what? He would be great. I would join. I would join Weezer if they asked me to join Weezer. If if Nick Fury... Okay, look. I'm a, if Nick this Fury is a asked I'll me, make. let me just... Yeah, <laughs> let me just say. If Nick Fury were the one to ask. I We hang up the podcast. I'm like, okay, that was great. I'm about to edit this thing. And I go, and then Shrouded in Darkness is Nick Fury himself... Tell me he has an initiative and he wants me to join Weezer? Can you refuse that? I don't think so. I think it might be one of those offers that The Godfather was speaking of. It's just one of the ones that are very enticing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I got a very enticing offer for you. You're You're not going to want to miss this. I guarantee it. Oh, wait, no, that's Men's Warehouse. (laughs) Oh, no. I got to think of something to say. You're our millionth uh, viewer on this website. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we need you to click the banner to claim your prize. Um, okay. How about we get into some facts about Van Weezer uh, before facts. we start listening to some of these songs? Uh, and just I want everybody to know all the facts that I'm gonna about to be spouting off here are sourced from Weezerpedia, which is a fan-edited website. <laughs> so yeah. we'll see. But, this is, but, but it, it takes its sources from, like, interviews. and Interviews, and... liner notes, things like that. So it's all yeah. the... it's Even look. ASCAP uh, writing credits and stuff. They'll it's got, it's, got, it it's got everything. Yeah. They'll show oh, you the... It's got it all. Look, I go there for other information. That's where I get my real news. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, okay, so here's, here's some facts about Van Weezer. It was released today as, as uh, uh, of press time, May 7th, 2021. It's produced by Susie Shin. Uh, who worked on? Uh, who also did the vocal producing for um, uh, yeah, the she, Africa single? She engineered a couple of the other records, right? Like White Album and stuff. Yeah, she's she? been in, and she's been in their sort of circle for a long for a while. But she did the the full producing of this thing. Um, and I think, that, I think I read maybe a Rolling Stone interview with her where she was saying that. She engineered a couple of the earlier records, but the producer of those couldn't do this one. And so the band was sort of looking around like, well, maybe he could do it. Maybe he could do it. And then yeah. suddenly Rivers was like, well, I like working with Susie. Why can't she do it? That is that is the highest compliment you can get from someone you're working with. That rules. Right. Yeah. I, um, I, let, let me tell you, I've had the Rolling Stone uh, tab open. And uh, it's just hard for me to get <laughs> busy and reading something. But uh, you gotta listen to it. You gotta listen to okay, it. Okay, okay. I'll have it transcribed by Google, <laughs> and then I'll just I'll throw it on and look at it's an audio book. <laughs> sure. Boy, have I? What was the last article I've clicked on? Couldn't tell you. Um, but okay, so this album. If it's not on Weezerpedia, you're not clicking. Look, put it on Weezerpedia. Yes, finally. I'm sure it's all there. To, to I'm sure at <laughs> least the pertinent uh, information is is on there. Um. This album was first teased in 2019, nigh two years ago, um, yeah. maybe a year and a half at this point, and it was officially announced uh, sep- in September of 2019 when they first announced the Hell Omega tour. Yeah, uh, the um, is that still happening, by the way, or um, have they pushed the dates, or have they they've just pushed the it? dates in the UK? But it seems like 
the U.S. dates are still on, and that your boy will be there uh, on, I think, July 27th at Dodger Stadium, if they're still doing this it. This July? This July of 2021. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, you know, I. it's tough. I... I don't know what to do. They, these tickets are very, very expensive. Um, uh, and if they do sort of like a refund thing, I think that might be the way to go. But if I they're think, not... I don't know. It's probably fine. Yeah. If you're vaccinated, it's probably fine. I mean, I don't know that I would go if I wasn't. But I'm if you're vaxxed. Vac- I'd go masked. It's outdoor. Can I get a hot dog there? <laughs> then I'm really going. <laughs> yeah, or just bring one yourself. Well, I, I never leave your, the house without a hot dog. Stuff it down your trousers. <laughs> Smuggle it in. No one will ever know the difference. <laughs> um, okay, I wonder so, if they are like legally allowed to ask, "Is that a hot dog in your pants?" And I, you know say, what I mean, because it's it's really dicey legally. They, they can't do it. And I, I would say, sir, how dare you, or madam. How dare you? And frankly, this accusation is going to wind you up in court. Even if they saw the outline of the bun surrounding it and all that, like I don't think that they could point at some... Just in the 90% chance that yeah. it's actually a penis, I don't think that they could ever accuse I, you of smuggling a hot dog. This Even is going to seem like an it. This is going to seem like an overshare. It might not make a difference for me. Um, so <laughs> we, 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 won't, we won't know. I have a bun, I have a bun shaped... You have a bun-shaped penis. Wow. I got a bun-shaped penis, and it smells like okay. a hot dog. Oh, all right, all right. So it's tough to, you know. Yeah. This is going to be a tough situation for me all around as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, so obviously, this album pays homage or homage, if you're stupid, um, to <laughs> uh, Van Halen with the with the heavier riffs that we were going to be hearing and also just the van of it all, very silly uh what everyone thought was going to be a placeholder name for for, for the album, they <laughs> Actually, just went with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the Weezer story. What everyone thought would be a placeholder, fill in the blank. <laughs> yeah, we'll just do that. <laughs> Why change it? it? The the Weezer story. Um, First thought, best was, thought. <laughs> yeah, like actually, <laughs> but um, this was yeah it's supposed to come out on uh, May fifteenth of last year, but was delayed due to the pandemic. And so the story with both these albums, with Van Weezer and with OK Human, was that they both sort of had them ready to go. And it was always going to be Van Weezer first for the big summer tour. I thought and the then label okay, asked, later. The label asked them. I, I had heard the yeah. label asked them to do Van Weezer first. Like yes. I think they had it flipped in their minds, and then the label said, "Hey, hey put out Van Weezer first. Yeah, like they're like, this will make more sense for a big stadium mm-hmm. tour, and they're like, oh, right. sure. Um, and I could see the argument how that would how oh, that would course, work. Yeah. Um, but so then when they had to delay it, they were like, okay, well, we just have both these albums now. And then I feel like the conversation about OK Human changed a little bit because I feel like I had been aware, you know, Weezer fans had been aware of it for a while, but then closer to its release, they were like, we worked on this during the pandemic. And I was like, well, I'm pretty sure this was done. Um, yeah, like, maybe. But I, it's uh, an, more of a story. Kate Micucci's husband produced that. Yeah, Jake Sinclair. Yeah. Um, who, I mean... He, Go back and give it another. It's the. It is one of the cleanest sounding albums I've ever I heard. I liked it's, it. It's quite quite good. I did like it. I, I, yeah. I guess the my only thing about it. I liked it on first listen. My only thing about it was I was like, oh, the melodies are fine. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't know whether it was transcending necessarily for me. I think for me, like I, 
I mean, I knew it sounded good, and then I just needed to listen to it a few more times. I got it on that vinyl, you know, and you're just not going to oh. get that kind of warmth anywhere else. Oh, the the clicks, the hisses, the pops. The grooves, all that good stuff. Oh, listening to those grooves. <laughs> and just feeling it, the tactile nature of it, you know? Sure, of uh, course. But it sounded... It's, I, I mean, feel my MP3s, though, to be fair. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, I print them out. Yeah, I, I print out the algorithms and uh, all the ones, all the zeros. You gotta get I those just zeros. Feel in there. those pieces of paper. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, this album came out then uh, after OK Human, um, and you know who's gonna who's who's could say if the tour is still gonna be happening? We, as of right now, they're like it's a go. What what's the first day? I mean, is the Dodger Stadium day the first day, or is, I don't or is it going so. even earlier than that? I think that's... it's starting in June, but uh, the LA date is in July. Okay, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I would. I look. I I I looked at a big tour happening at Madison Square Garden in December, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Is this something I would do?" I can't quite tell. And like Broadway's opening and all that, so I think it's fine. I mean, well, people got to get back to the 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 big white ways. It's known. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the the old broad lady, as they call it. <laughs> um, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's just one of those things where, like, because I haven't, like, I just started easing myself into like having friends over, yeah, and, and stuff like that. It's one of those things where I go, is it? But it, but you know, it's mainly just out of uh, uh, you know wanting to squash the virus so it doesn't ravage the entire world. <laughs> yeah, the impulse to like, yeah, like I I am definitely like I don't know if we should be doing anything until it's at zero percent. Like, um, I but, mean, yeah, it's 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 strange because like my person once I got my second shot and, and after the two weeks I was yeah. like felt really relieved like my own personal because I truly did I get really sick sometimes and mm-hmm. I truly did feel like if I caught it I would be on the bad side of it I don't yeah. know why I just really felt that way so yeah so my personal fear of it now is gone but now it's more of just a like okay should we be having 65,000 people in one place when there it's technically still is out yeah. there you know in, is- in concern for the world but I don't know it is tough because, like, yeah, I mean, I did the same thing, and I, my girlfriend uh, works in the hospital, so we were just, like, Stop very, bragging like... bragging about your girlfriend, but yes. I know, my smoking hot girlfriend. It works Every time hospital. you lure me on this show thinking we're going to have sex, and then you bring up your girlfriend <laughs> 15 minutes into it. Well, I just want to make it clear that, like, I, I know that I sort of presented the offer as a certain way, but I need you to <laughs> yeah, know that. I know. Scott, I do well, you, you literally emailed me and said, should we fuck after this show? And I, I wrote... Like, the subject line was, fuck, question <laughs> Oh, um, my God. All right, I'm disappointed, but go ahead. Okay, so, yeah, but no, like, so I definitely was dealing with it in the same way, like, different than even, like, my mom was dealing with, oh, like, yeah. managing it, and I was just like, okay, like, like I mean, I got dosed up, I got the, I got the shop, and then, like, one of the first places I went was the Tam O'Shanter. I had dinner at the Tam O'Shanter. Oh, And I was like, I you know I what? Know some, yeah, I missed the Tam O'Shanter, too. Like, we... I think you can go back. I think you can go... Because they have a good outside thing, but then inside okay. also... We were unfortunately seated inside, but there was like... We were in that like big room. This means yeah, nothing yeah. to anybody listening. Yeah. Tam O'Shanter like, is yeah. a restaurant? I don't yeah. know how to put it into any other context. Yeah, so you know, in the r- big room where you sit down and eat, I don't know if that makes sense. Oh, God, this um, is too hard. 
we were at like a table in one corner, and then the closest table was another table in the other far corner. Like it was the very far- corner. Yeah, it was very far away. I mean, um, even if it's that far, I, I don't know. Whatever. I, I, you know, I have a friend who just went back to a restaurant and sat inside, and it was fine and all. Like, mm-hmm. like I say, my personal safety is not paramount to and and Kulak yes. is over the you know so like I feel like I feel fine about it personally it's just like mentally you got to ease back into it of like okay what's good for the world yeah I'm not gonna be in the pit yeah I'm not gonna right. get in the pit get in the pit right uh, well I even, thought it was interesting that Coachella even said you know what September is not happening so they canceled this year as well like because I think they were originally thinking of around when stagecoach happens right yeah in September or October or whatever and they were just like nah still not good for the world let's let's you know postpone it. who who knows if that's truly their calculation of like I doubt it <laughs> considering the golden yeah. voices <laughs> they're like we're <laughs> not making a move until stagecoach makes a move <laughs> right yeah but um anyway so it yes. could it could happen I it, I would love to do something like that you know what I mean like I was really I was looking at that concert look I'll just be I'll I'll be totally transparent it was a Genesis with Phil Collins concert. I mean, at you, Madison yeah, Square no, Garden, and I was like, rule. Do I want to go with it? They're not coming out to L.A. Should I go to New York for this? I don't know. Live from New York, it's, it's Genesis. Genesis <laughs> all to revelations. <laughs> wow! So they uh, they did it. They're squashing the they're squashing the beef. Squashing the beef, uh, slapping the bass, and <laughs> they're. I don't think there is beef no. between them anymore I, I mean i know phil collins left for that one record but i didn't even think there was beef regards to that it just was like look let's be honest i'm one of the biggest stars in the I world i'm fucking huge i've done three <laughs> records with you since that have I you seen tarzan do, <laughs> i don't want to do one more you know <laughs> but well, i don't think i don't think he can drum anymore i think he's got a Oh, I, I think they have another drummer, and he's got to like maybe sit down during the whole show. I'm not really uh, sure. Man, that did remind me like totally fucked up. I wanted to say when you were telling the Rivers leg thing, and then we'll talk. We're gonna get into the album right now. Um, when Dave Grohl broke his leg on stage, and then oh, they brought yeah. out the Iron the throne, throne for him. Yeah. That was cool. That was it. <laughs> and then didn't uh, Axel borrow that? I think didn't Axel they... borrowed it. Like just these like rock guys are like, yeah, you can borrow my big chair. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, look, I did a whole Bang Bang tour with a broken foot. So, oh man, and they didn't uh, even ask you if you they, wanted the big. They chair? never sent the throne to me, <laughs> and that and and I got to be honest, that was my first Bang Bang tour, and I uh-huh. broke I broke my my foot on the second day of the tour, and I still had a month to go or something. Yeah, well, and, you're a very physical performer. Well, that's the thing is is like nowadays with the tour because I learned after like I re- I was really concerned that tour with giving people their money's worth, and I was like. Are they really going to feel good about spending this money on just seeing a live podcast? Sure. Turns out, yeah, they, yeah. that's what they would prefer. They'll but take instead less. I, instead, I would do uh, forty-five minutes of like stand-up stuff before. You yeah. Know, to, and so I was running around usually on yeah. stage, and it was bad to do that. It's bad to do a, a whole show standing up uh, when you have a broken foot. You hear, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. That, and I'm not a doctor. No. I got I back. I got back and went to a specialist because I just went to an urgent care in Chicago where I broke uh-huh. it, and they gave me a walking boot. Yeah, and I Duh got boot. back and I, I dust boot, and I went to <laughs> a uh, specialist here in LA, and he's like, "Are you fucking crazy? You you just did a tour walking on the and traveling and like going onto trains and like yeah." You know, Planes and automobiles. Uh, yeah, the, the gamut. Um, the John Candy gamut. Um, <laughs> no boats. He was, like, he was like, what are you doing? You're going to permanently fuck up your foot. So anyway. 
Don't then do you're it. gonna wind up like a little you know who rivers. Little rivers Cuomo little Redux. Rivers. Um, and uh, last last fact is that this album uh, is dedicated to the late Rick Ocasek and uh, the late Eddie Van Halen, who both passed, I think, last year uh, in 2020. Yeah, did Rick Ocasek uh, pass away in 2020? It yeah, might have been last year or the year before, but I can't. I don't. I'm no, when yesterday when he was. fucked over Paulina Poroskova in his will was that last year? <laughs> oh yes, he did, huh? Man, she's fine now. She's with uh, 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 Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> oh yeah, good, good. That'll, that's great. <laughs> when I watched the uh, Academy Awards, that was quite a surprise. Another I had a friend, friend of I had a friend who saw, I had a friend who saw her on Raya. Really? And I was, and I was like, oh, that's. A, did you match with her? And he's like, no. I mean, I thought about it because, <laughs> but she's you know twelve or fifteen years older than me. Yeah. Uh, and then, so I was like, okay, she must be out there, you know, on the prowl. And boom, Sorkin time. Sorkin. Wow. Can you imagine the the banter? Oh, the, my, on, on, the one-sided banter from yeah. him. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. While she is meant to nod politely. Yeah. These great ideas that I have. Okay. Well, okay. Before we get into the album, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. All right, we're back. And Scott, how about yep. we play some of these freaking tunes? What do you say? Let's freaking freak these tunes. All right, here's the first track on Van Weezer, and it's called Hero. Originally, it was not supposed to be the, the leading track. Yeah, we'll, let's talk about that, because I have a theory. I would love to... I want, what's, your, what's your theory? I'm interested, because I... I got a couple things to say about this song as well. We can just talk over it so we don't get in okay, trouble. Okay, yeah. I think this song is okay. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not crossing over into bad Weezer territory, but I, do, I also don't think it's... Something about the production style, uh, it's not hard, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's those... Even, even the crunchy guitars are, like, safe sounding, if you know what I mean. It's very within their... Still, yeah, yeah. It, but but technically, the, the song is constructed really well. I think, mm-hmm. like, I like the chord changes. I like the chorus. It's just listen to that drum sound. It's very muffled and you know, like poppy in a yeah. way. So, so here's my theory. The end of the game originally was the first track, and then I they swapped right. them. Yeah. And the end of the game should be the album opener. It it's it is the when you hear Van Weezer, it's it's the mission statement song. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it is. It, it truly is the song that ha- that starts with shredding and is what Van Weezer is. But the album got delayed so long that they wanted the first track to be the most recent single. Yes. And so they put Hero as the first track, and I think it fucks up the album a little bit. I think. I think I would swap them too. Um, I. You know, the first time I heard this song was on Zoom. With Rivers playing it on piano, mm. um, I like got. I did go to some of these Zoom things that I think I had to pay money to get oh, into. God. Yeah, yeah. Rivers uh, has a, a very craven. Um, uh, I bought all his demos for nine dollars a piece each bundle. I bought thousands and thousands oh, okay. of demos. Oh, well, all right. I, I did the same with the Twin Peaks soundtracks, so I got it. It's like, but like all that stuff is so interesting. But we're not talking about that. Um, this song, I like it. The thing that I love about it the most, Scott, and I don't know if yeah. you know this, is that I'm in the music video. I did not know this. 
Oh, I'm is this the one video, where they're passing and, paper or whatever? Yeah, so I sent one in. I made my girlfriend tape it. Or, you know, tape it. Record, you made uh, record her. It. Uh, well, I, we did it a bunch of times because I wasn't doing it right. The so whole, it, like, first, it started as asking her, and then it was, I'm making you. Yeah, it's like, okay, <laughs> After I, a certain I, amount of I takes. just need it one more, t- one more time, just please. Right. Um, and I sent it in because uh, they asked, like, a fan Listen club. Listen to this, this part right here. This is the only sort of finger tapping, and it's kind of muted. It's uh-huh. it's not it's not Van Weezer yet. You know what I mean? It's no. like it's in it's in there, and I like it, but it shouldn't be the first track. I think yeah, they that could be definitely a little harder. I'm gonna fade us out, yeah, so we don't play the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I think that stuff, that finger tapping, could just go a little harder, and like. I think if they swapped it and built to that, you're like, okay, this is like really delivering on yeah. a, on a promise here. Um, it, it, it's it's really made for the radio, though. Unfortunately, I I wish it, it because and I when I first heard it, this is the first song I heard, and I was like, oh no, and <laughs> and I like it, but it's it it really was like, oh, this record's not going to be good because it's all it, they say it's Van Weezer, yes, and yeah, there are elements of metal in it or whatever, but but. When, you know, I mean, Weezer's been flirting with the Van Halen of it all since the beginning with their mm-hmm. logo and all that. And and so fans have been really excited for the promise of a like total kind of metal pop album by them or, or leaning into that a little more with their own style. Right. And so when I first heard this, I was just like, oh, it's not produced right, though. And I was bummed. I... I mean, it's, I don't, yeah, I definitely agree that it's like, it's a little softer than what the t- like title of the album would make you think. Yeah. And I would think before we get to the other songs, a lot of the other ones also sort of fit into there. But I think for some of the other tracks, it works a little better. I, yeah. And I, and, and by the way, I, w- the rest of the album kind of pr- proved me wrong a little bit because yes. there are, there are tracks that are produced way, way more to my liking than this. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, I was just bummed that this was the first track and I was like, oh, is this what the record is? Is them claiming that they're doing like metal stuff, but it's really just their own Weezer kind of poppy stuff with, with metal flourishes turned way down in the mix. For sure. Um, the last thing I'll say about this song before we move into track two is that the video is also dedicated to all the frontline workers and they wrote a nice little message for everybody and it was a really a sweet a sweet video, sweet gesture mm, from the boys. Kind of pandering, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Thank you. I was going to say, you know what? <laughs> Just go and bang your pots and pans at 6 p.m. Rivers. Yeah, go do that. Go get on your Zoom. <laughs> Which I, you know, has... I, as cool as I thought it was, I, I could also tell he did not like doing it. <laughs> <But> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, he had Zoom fatigue before everybody else. Um, yeah. <laughs> so this, this next song, uh, track two on Van Weezer, is called All the Good Ones. So I think this is one of the popular ones, too. But this I is, like This it. is my least favorite. Oh, um, I don't know where my ranking is yet, but I, I like it, but I don't, it's not one of my favorites. It's Beverly Hills meets, uh, Ben Folds, uh, Still Fighting It. Uh-huh. Ooh. The melody of Still Fighting yeah. It is, is that it sucks to grow up so wow. sad what a, what a, to see what a back catch. here. Um. There's a few of those on here. 
Oh yeah, we'll 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 talk about him. By the way, on the previous track, why is Daniel Bedingfield one of the the co-writers? Oh, I don't know. Maybe is it ripping he, off one of his songs? Maybe they, he does have to credit. He credits, he credits a few a different few, artists. Yeah, but but I couldn't find anything of why Daniel Bedingfield on that one. But I wonder if he because Rivers doesn't work with a lot of writers, but maybe he maybe he wrote some. Well, it, it's one of those songs that has seven writers on it, so uh-huh. it made me think that there are a lot of like clearance issues. Maybe with that one or something. That one, this, it's not listed like as a yeah. uh, a reference on. on I don't know. Genius. Yeah. Like this one is is has crossed over into bad modern Weezer for me, unfortunately. Sure. It's got the Beverly Hills uh, production style and drum beats. It wouldn't be out of place on like Black or Pacific Day. Pacific Day, yeah, yeah. It sounds like it's from there, so it's and and I don't mind it necessarily. Like I I can listen to it and it's fine. I just to me it's the worst song on the record. It's gonna come on the store. Uh, it's, when you're at the store, the grocery store, it's gonna come on the radio there, and you'll be like, "Oh, look, they played it." Yeah, it's I, I, I have to say that I came into this album in those first two, like the first track I like, but I was like, "Oh, wish it were produced mm-hmm. better." And then this one is bad. I was like, "Ah, this is not gonna be a good record." And then, I mean, I yeah, this one, I don't really know where I rank the tracks yet. I've listened to it a bunch. Um, like just since yesterday and i'm i'm sort of like because there's a lot of things to consider obviously like there's a lot of like because there's just so many politics, albums and so many so- politics science like all of this stuff like sure and so it's just hard for me to like place where i think that song ranks even on the album it's not one of my favorites but i also don't dislike it i that's how I feel. Yeah, I don't dislike I, it necessarily, but it's it's certainly not. When you hear Van Weezer, it's not. Yes, the promise of what Van Weezer is. It it really does feel like it's just modern Weezer that would end up on Ratitude or something like. Or, they I don't know. they released a video for this song today, like Whoa. like right before we started recording. Um, oh, and it's uh, an animated music video by one of the animators from uh, Bob's Burgers. From Bob's Burgers, yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. I got. I didn't. I. I think I saw that it came out, but I didn't uh, watch it. I watched it and I was like, I know the song, but uh, <laughs> I've heard the song already. Um, but the visuals uh, were very, very cool. Um, this next. Hey, that's song, why I watch a video. Hey, yeah, you. That, that one. Music. Turn it down. <laughs> yeah. Turn it all the way down and watch it without the sound. <laughs> um, okay, so this next this next song, track three, is one we've discussed a little bit. Uh, let's hear it now. It's the end of the game. This is how it should have started. It's such a good start. Yeah. And because you got the Van Halen finger tapping there. Yes. And then we go into Def Leppard right around here. Huge. This is going to be so big at a stadium. This is going to be oh, great. Yeah. They better play this or I'll lose my goddamn mind. This, yeah. So, I mean, this this to me is like what I wanted from the album. So uh-huh. I was very excited that finally this track came in. And then there's that like cool kind of grungy old Weezer. Dun, 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 yes. dun, dun, dun. The Susie that they're talking about in the song, Susie Shin. Um, and here's an interesting, well, I don't know if this would be interesting to everyone. You might think this is interesting. You also might not. The first time I heard this song, I was at Sean Distance's house. Whoa! This is incredible. I was we were hanging out with some friends and 
I had to, I saw that there was a leaked song and I had to excuse myself from everyone else and listen to it in a room <laughs> alone. <laughs> that makes sense. I, I, I think I the, go. The, the guitars are turned up almost perfectly on yes. this record. I turn them up a little bit more in the mix, but that's just me. I um I also saw them I saw them do this live at at Jimmy Kimmel Live, past guest oh, of yeah, the show. Right. Uh Devin Field was like was is a writer on that show. It was like come down oh, to good. the show. Did later. you did you watch on stage? I did, yeah. Oh good, yeah, I did that a few times. Morrissey uh, when I went to see him on the show, I was standing on stage next uh-huh. to Maria Menounos, weirdly, and wow. uh, and he threw his shirt out into the crowd, and then then that that's how he ends the show, throw, throwing his shirt in the crowd, then walking yeah. off stage. And yeah. he walked by me and he gave me a look like, eh, you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> they love it. Do. They love it. it. He brought me to see Weezer there a couple of times. One time when they were outside in their like, you know, yeah, music yeah. pavilion area, but it was such a cool thing, and because this song hadn't even been like officially released yet and they hadn't right. announced the tour i love this part of the song this is like a very weasery yes the halftime yes this is i would just... t- i would turn up the guitar just a little bit more to put it in the like veruca salt mix level yes. you know somewhere in there but um okay and that and then we have this guitar solo which is the promise of van weezer you yes. know is 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 uh, delivering i um Watching them do it, they messed it up, I think, when I saw them do it. <laughs> so oh, that, interesting. They had to start it again, because I think it was still, like, that... They hadn't played it live before. Interesting. Keep keep it going, though, because I want to hear if they like okay. the end of it. Here we go. I like the melody. Ooh. It's such a good... Like, that's... He's in oh, his the, bag there. The, the very end is really good. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here we go. Dun, 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 dun. That's a, such a good end. That's like hash pipe end. It's really good. They This one, I think, stands as not just a great track on Van Weezer, but as a great track amongst all of Weezer's discography. It is such a good song. Yeah. yeah, I really like it. I don't know whether I would put it up as as good as anything on the Blue Album necessarily. I don't know. If it were on the Blue Album, would I like... Like some of these songs I was listening to going... I can see this being on the Blue Album and me go, me listening to that record as as many times as I did with the Blue Album and yes. going, this is a classic track. So yeah, maybe. I don't know. It, if it were on the Blue Album, I don't know if the finger tapping uh, uh, Def Leppard of it all, if, if it would have seemed like a joke more mm-hmm. back then, you know what I mean? Yeah, they were a little more like ironic, you know? Yeah. They've become like, a little more, not sincere, that's not the right word for it, but they've come, they've gone a, like away from that in a in a in a in a way. Well, I have to say that that them leaning into that influence for this record, it makes sense because of the name of the record and everything. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it were on the blue album, you'd be a little like, why'd they do this? <laughs> Although I love that stuff, so I don't yeah. know. But but that's that's why I think it really fits on this record really yeah. really well. Well, why don't we talk about this next song? Why don't which, we? Let's do it. We've been doing it. Let's do this next one. It's called "I Need Some of That." This is a, a recent single as well. Yes. And it was originally written for the Hurley album. Right. Uh, and it, what's the deal with Rick Ocasek in this song, though? So I think he's on the chorus. Um, and he he 
um, was bringing it back out for Everything Will Be Alright in the end because he produced that album also. Right. And so he really liked this song and was having them like, uh, like do a bunch of versions of it. Um, and I think he just, I think he was just a champion of the song. And so, and but, so he's on, on, he's on like he sings on it. In other words. Yeah, he's on like in here. Okay. He's like there with Rivers, but then later on, there's a bonus track that features him prominently. Um, it's like a little, like fun little Easter egg. Well, I think this is good and maybe a little produced a little too poppy for me too, like compared to the last one. But uh, but I really do like this. One. I think I think I agree, but I also. I know Rick didn't touch this version of the song, but I sort of do feel the Cars influence. Like I, I would turn the the the, yeah. the the Gregor, or no, not Gregor, uh, Greg Hawks uh, keyboard sound up a little bit, uh-huh. uh, if it, leaning because that's what I like about the Blue Album stuff. That you know the kind yes. of like rentalsy, snaky keyboard lines. You know, yeah. It, right now it's all mixed into a very generic, like keyboards and and crunchy guitars. Kind of flattened for me, you know, a little bit. Like right. I'd love for them to stand out a little more in the mix. This, um, they, this song has been, I guess, around for a while because Rivers has a side project called Scott and Rivers, where he does uh, like Japanese uh, like pop, right. and um, they re-record, they rewrote it and re-recorded it in Japanese. By the way, this, this, not to interrupt you, but the no. solo is happening right here. This is a real green album solo where it's just the melody yes which is yeah. another knock on this song a little bit they they go to some of their tricks uh their old tricks for this one yeah um but yeah they yeah, I, yeah there's a version of it that's in japanese that i've oh. heard that is it's also good but i don't speak japanese so i can't enjoy it as much um but it's a good it's a good song and i guess this song also credits um let me stop it before this song also credits um, Donald Roser, or aka Buck Dharma from the Blue Oyster Cult, because it has yeah. an interpolation of "Don't Fear the Reaper" in it. But I couldn't. Yeah, don't quite hear fear it. the Reaper. No, you you hear it. Uh, oh, he it, does it, literally it, say it. There. Well, no, he, he <laughs> no, he doesn't say literally say it. But th- this is one of the clearance ones where I feel like they're being careful. But mm-hmm. the, the chord progression and the na 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 is is too, is close enough to "Don't Fear the Reaper" that yeah. you kind of have uh, to. I can hear that, and you know, I, I think that's a that seems like a thing that people are doing now. It's like a new thing. Yeah, they're sort of preemptively going like, "Look, you can get a musicologist to basically." I bet what here's here's what I bet happened. They had a musicologist listen to all of these songs and give their findings on it. And you don't want a situation where like in the future they sue you and you have to repay them or, yeah. you know, so they're you just like, look, iced. this is, this is close enough to don't fear the Reaper in terms of like th- that chord change and the melody are close enough that you just better cover yourself and give them a, a portion of the song credit. So that's, that's what happened on this. Just like Lil Nas X and Nirvana. Yeah, exactly. A, mo- a more modern, uh, for uh, Come As Reference. You Are, is that what it was? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. And even yeah. then, I was like, this was very careful because I barely heard it. I was like, I guess. 
You know what? When I when I looked up the writing credits, I had I had listened to the song a few times, and I was like, da, 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 what does that remind me of? And then when I read "Don't Fear the Reaper," I immediately it clicked for me. I was like, uh-huh. oh yeah, that's exactly. There's another one a little later in here that was driving me crazy, and I was singing it and singing it and singing it, and I looked up online like, what does this sound like? And there was no entry, and then it finally clicked in my head. And when it comes up, I'll I'll let you know. What I can't. Okay, that's I, that's very exciting. Well, then why don't we get to the next track? Um, it's called beginning of the uh, it's called the beginning of the end so i took this for a a driving spin the album because i like to listen to cars songs when i drive uh and let me tell you when this came on i got so scared (laughs) the siren really scared me and i don't think you should be an old doug benson joke um i i listen to cars songs when i'm in a plane Uh oh from the Cars soundtrack? Yes. <laughs> the Cheryl Crow song. <laughs> this, by the way, sounds like pork and beans a little bit. But I That chord change, I mean. Mm-hmm. This, um, so this song is in Bill and Ted 3 in the credits. Yeah. Uh, a different version of it. People online seem to like the Bill and Ted, the Wild Stallions edit version better. Than this. Oh, I gotta hear that one because I because you know what's also weird about it. They added uh-huh. Pat, Patrick uh, Wilson as one of the co-writers for this version. Okay. So is there like a version that's not in that earlier version? There's like a little bit like there's there's some pretty big changes to the song. Like they don't do like okay. a double chorus at the beginning, and there's like not this one part where he says the thing about the volcano that's not in okay. there. Um, Interesting. And, and they add a reference to a demo called Volunteers toward the end. And it's like a cool thing that they huh. added, but it wasn't in the song originally. Is this the part that, that they credit Billy Joel for? I'm trying to, because it's the longest time. I the think Billy so, Joel yes. song. I'm trying um, to, and this, this one is one where they're really being careful because I, it must be here. Oh, it's this part. I haven't been there for the longest time. <laughs> that's that's the reason that they're crediting them. Honestly, I like Rivers do a Billy Joel cover album. I'd love to hear it. Sure, I, lo- I love this part. The this is really good. I kind of like uh, Beethoven-y solo. I, I Ode to Joy sort of. This song, I think, is maybe my favorite on the album. Oh wow, it's good. I really really I, love this it. guitar solo is great. This is Van Weezer to me. Sheesh. This, this, like, put this in the end of the game next to each other, you have a great one-two punch to open. Yeah, I mean, they should absolutely do at least these two, those two songs live. They would destroy. It'd be so good. Um, This is probably the best song on the record, but I I like some of the stuff in the back half, too. So, yeah. I like, I like Side B. Um, This, this song actually had been kicked around for. So I, I told you I bought all his demos. Yeah. That's from Volunteers. Just that part only. Oh, interesting. Um, and but this song they demoed for uh, "Everything Will Be All Right in the End," and it was under a song. It was under the title um, "Rock and Roll Cockroach," and it had basically the same melody and same like okay. lyrics. They just changed. It's like it was like "I am a cockroach" instead, in like just like oh, okay. I guess sticking around past when he's supposed to be or something i think they did they they did a good job changing that i don't know yeah. that i would li- like it as much as if it was i am a cockroach i wouldn't like it either i'd be like well let me get my can of raid good sir <laughs> yeah oh boy thanks for alerting me yeah um 
I didn't realize I was listening to a pigsty. Um, <laughs> before we get into side B, we're going to take another quick break, and we'll be right back. We're back. Scott, we're on side B. Yeah. I'm excited because n- these, unlike some of the other songs that, were, that came before, none of these were released as singles, so I've had less yeah. time with these. Okay, um, well, th- I-, I think side B, technically for me, is produced better than side a like side a is the poppy side to me where where the songs are produced a little poppier and that i i maybe this is a little more in in what i enjoy out of weezer these songs it's got some really great stuff on it and why don't we kick it off with the uh first track on side b sides you know number six blue dream Woo! Now, of course, this is Crazy Train. This is Crazy Train, yeah. But it's sort of like a mashup. To me, this is just them having fun. Like, I, I've read some comments of people going like, this is baffling. Why did they do this? And it's yeah. like, on an album called Van Weezer, it's funny to me. Yeah. You know, to, to, lay, to do a mashup and lay a Crazy Train riff over a song that has a totally different melody and chord structure is funny. I'm also like, it's such a good riff. Why wouldn't everyone put th- put it on? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's so it's good. And, and also, it's like when you go see a band and they do lay a famous riff over one of their songs, it's yes. always fun. So why yeah. not put it on the record, you know? And I, I really think it works. It gets you right in a in a fun zone for it, too. It, it is. And you know, it's it, it also sounds a little to me like... Um, Okay, now here's, yeah, now this is totally not Crazy Train, so it's great. Yeah. And this sounds like old Weezer, too. This sounds yes. like Blue Album Weezer. It's, and he said, I mean, we haven't said it, Rivers, Rivers' voice over the last couple albums has really gotten very, very good. Very good, and, and produced in a better way than some of those Pacific Daydream. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so this part reminds me of, like, have you ever seen those videos that take like smells like teen spirit and turn them into a major key yes this that's what this reminds me of is like that's taking crazy train but putting it over this fun poppy melody is is funny to me you're familiar with the conspiracy theory that rivers cuomo is kurt cobain are you not <laughs> i guess i'm not did the fbi release that in their files today <laughs> yeah it was one of the things that they dropped today yeah it was in rudy's house oh wow this um, is really good. This this part is really good. I, I understand people going like, the crazy train of it all doesn't make sense to me, so I don't like this song. But this this is a good song. I really love it. It's um it it, it fucking whips ass. It's so good. Ooh. Produced really well. This guitar solo is great. I I just love when you can kind of sense that Rivers is giving you everything he's got. Like, cause he's a really great like accomplished guitarist and he can fucking shred and he doesn't do it all the time but in here he's just like watch this bitch it's like Prince to me you would always forget how incredible he is at guitar yeah because if I was that good at anything I would be doing it all the time and instead he keeps it he would keep it in reserve and bust it out just to remind you of like oh I'm one of the best guitarists who ever lived like that um that recently released like full video of that guitar solo. Yeah, uh, yeah, so oof. good. Wow, my guitar gently weeps. Yeah, so good. That was, I mean, that's like that's one of the just best things I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, so but, I, I, I think that's a win as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, one of the stronger I, I tracks that, for sure. I know that some people don't like it, but I, I think it's really good. It was. It also it debuted on The Simpsons. A snippet of it was on The oh, Simpsons yeah, during a chase scene or something. Yeah, and so well, the crazy thing about this was because all this crazy. stuff was. It was. They were on a crazy train, practically. 
Um, they so they had all this stuff coming out for like the release of it, it yeah. last year, and it just had to come out when it still came out. What a week for me to be in a music video for a second. And then yeah. they were also on The Simpsons. If you told me that both oh those things would happen in the same week when I was a kid, I'd been like, this is, why? what are you talking about? <laughs> and, and if you had told yourself that when you were an adult, unfortunately, you would still be excited. I'd be like, hey, this is, this is a big <laughs> week for me. Shouldn't I have grown up by now? <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. Why do I still like the same stuff? <laughs> it's because you don't read or go outside <laughs> or experience anything new. Um, why don't we get into the next song here, track seven. One more hit. Sort of a maladroity sound, I think. Yeah. I, I look, I think this is great too. I know some people I love have an issue an issue with the lyrics a little bit, thinking it's clunky, but I actually think it's one of the few tracks that tries to do something interesting with the lyrics a little bit. So and the music is just great. It's I think the music's so good. And so, listen to that guitar tone. Like it's like finally they've turned up the guitar. They're like, let's let's give you that that taste, Scott. There here you go. They're yeah. giving you a, one more hit. Thank of you. Some guitars. But no, I think it's I think it's interesting to have like a song that lyrically is a little bit about a junkie asking for one more hit, but it yes. really is about Rivers kind of begging for one more hit song. You know? That's all he wants, and you know that's all he wants. Yeah, because it's honest. Like I do feel like he's honest about that. And he, he I mean, because he talks, he sort of indirectly talks about it too, like because he has that spreadsheet and like. Yeah. Uh, just like his algorithm for picking songs, he knows his that Jack like fan style algorithm. The, the the algorithm is, I would love to see it. I w- I just want to know like <laughs> I would love to see how it works. I'm fascinated. Um, but it's this is one of the stronger tracks for me as well. I yeah I it's, it's look, hard as hell. I would resequence the hell out of this album, honestly, and because I think I think they sequenced it for popularity, unfortunately. But I think maybe that's true because this. I wish they would just do a a Van Weezer like full on like metal balls to the wall like album or not yeah. album tour. It would be so fun, but maybe Hell Omega will do it. But they're gonna play yeah. big. They're gonna play the hits at, at stadium. I, I think it. if this were on the Blue album, you'd love it. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like it sounds like it would Oh yeah. Yes. Great. And this is the part where it fits in a little more with the Van Weezer. Pat fucking it, it up back there. Yeah. This is a little slayery? Uh yeah. Rain and blood, maybe. Ooh. This is like I mean, I don't know, it's just because his voice is just so interesting to me because, like, that's the whole reason Weezer works. It's that it's the, like, hard soft of it. Like, they have, yeah. like, hard guitars, but he has, like, a, you know, a little soft and then voice. The and the key change. Key change, I'm a little iffy on. I'm not sure, but. He, like. Oh, but that's great. He, yeah, no, when he goes, sometimes he doesn't, he doesn't always get where he's trying to go. Yeah. But this, this right here is good. Yeah, that's like a Pinkerton. Yeah, yeah. And then the end of it. I mean, yeah. This, this. If this were on Pinkerton, you'd like it. Yeah. Then Um, it goes back a little to the Randy Rhodes of it all. But yeah. Good shit. I yeah no a really really great song. I have one small gripe for it is that I wish the one was the word and not the number. But I that's yeah. I don't know why. Take it up with Prince though. He's the guy who popularized. You know what? 
I couldn't take it up with him. <laughs> I can't. I can't bring that to Prince. No, you can't leave that on his desk. Nah, it's yeah, five you, o'clock on a Friday. I'm evening. not going to trouble him. No, that, the the purple one. I <laughs> no, leave him alone. Not the purple one himself. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on to the next track here. Sheila can do it. So you might be surprised to know, Scott, that this was written in 1996. I'm not surprised. And isn't it originally about Rachel Hayden? Is it? Yeah. I would love that. I think it's Rachel can do it. It's what it used to be, maybe. Oh. Because that... this is this is written with the dude from Right L High, right? I guess it was, yes. Yeah. Wow. I guess I didn't think about that. That's great. But you know what? I can see why you would change it. You know what? You're not trying to get anybody mad 30 years later. Um, I may be getting that wrong. I don't know. Scott said it. I know. One, I know. I know. Either this or she needs me is about Rachel Hayden. Oh, she needs me. Well, we're gonna get to that one. But I we're think this is through. a good. This I is classic this Weezer sound. This is. I mean, this, this is. I, it doesn't surprise me. It was written in 1996 because this, like, yeah, belongs on like the Blue Album Deluxe, like with just yeah. like, with bonus tracks. But oh, by this, the way, this is this is the part. This is the part that he rips off the song. Can you rewind it a little bit? Yeah. Just rewind to that. Re, rewind to that coming up because this was bugging me so badly. It's the, it's this. Rewind a little more. Okay. More, 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 more. Okay, here it goes. I'll sing it. Been better, been battered around. Been been shattered down. You're the best thing I've ever found. Handle me with care, that ain't thing. I'm so tired of being lonely. I think. I think you gotta take him to court. George Harrison does, or at least Danny Uh, Harrison. When I saw ELO, they uh, uh, they brought out Danny and they did a Traveling Wilburys song, and it was very cool. Wow. Yeah, no, I that it was bugging me so much to the to the point where I was like walk around, walking around going what is that? And it's not even it's it's like almost a one no melody. That's good. This is good right here. This is great. Uh yeah, I love that that's, a, that's an interesting catch. I wonder why I wonder why that one snuck through. It's also the chord change going into it. Is, yeah, is exactly the traveling Wilburys chord change, so I think these are like classic like Weezer lyrics too. I think yeah. I think this song just all overall works. No notes. It's I think it's great. Yeah, perfect and produced well. Look at that. That's just good. That's yeah. fun. I love that. Um, so good. They they. It's funny how because people you know get on them for not giving the people not giving the fans like what they want. And I, you know, that's up to, that's not up to the fans, of course, in any sort of art, I guess, but um, tell it to, you know, George Lucas, for example, but (laughs) I, or the purple one or the purple one. He won't take any notes from anyone. Not a G sharp, not a B flat, not a mat sharp. (laughs) He won't even take a mat sharp. Um, But I, it's just funny to me that on occasion, they can just kind of go back to the exact thing that people like. Like it's yeah, just it's, it's it's interesting because I mean, 
yeah, I get it. If they just had done this and put it, they, they would have probably put out five records mm-hmm. and then broken up or whatever. So it yeah. is that sort of quest for attention in an attention-seeking economy that we're in, you know? Yeah, like, like and a gig economy. Rivers, Rivers totally thrives in that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So it's like the the quest for more attention and to do Africa and that turning out to be a number one hit, like essentially the whole kind of like, hey, what's going to get me the most attention? That's part of the Weezer story, but it is so crazy that they can just then suddenly like put out songs like this, which make you go like, you could just do this and people would love it, you know? Well, and it's funny that they did it a few times here. I think they did it again in this next one. Yeah. Um, and it's called Sheila Can Do It. No, Oops. it's called She Needs Me. Oh, She Needs Me. That's right. The one we just did. Oh, Scott. Oh. I fucked up on my own show. You Take it again. Retake it. Okay. I'm going to cut all this out. <laughs> I just... <laughs> You this just one winked is, at me. Okay. Are we Scott! fucking again? <laughs> Scott, I have a girlfriend. But this next <laughs> song is called, and you know what? She needs me. Sort of a slower start. Big bad world does things I do when she needs help. I come through. Sometimes she hands me a jar of juice. Peanut butter. You like that stuff, Scott? You know, I mean, you take a peanut, essentially, add oil to it, smooth it out. It's great. This guy's familiar with the the George Washington Carver recipe. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I may have taken a look at some of his notes over the years. (laughs) So this... You know, I, I it's got some classic Weezer stuff, but it also has some like more newer Weezer stuff. Yeah. Like, would, but I like, yeah, I know what you mean. Like I, I think it could fit on like this is gonna sound like a slam and I don't mean it as a slam. It could fit on Ratitude, it could fit on Hurley, it could fit on but it also could fit on the blue album. It honestly it's it's a mix issue. Yeah. I think. If they turned up the guitars a little bit more, it would it would it's because you mix down the guitars to get on the radio. You know what I mean? Yes. Because loud guitars, there was that period in the 90s where loud guitars got you on the radio. Like, yes. you know, the aforementioned Veruca Salt and 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 Nirvana, and, and that was what attracted uh, people like K-Rock to it. But nowadays, in order to be popular, you need to turn them down and make them, like, not as offensive, which yeah. is unfortunate, I think. I was told anecdotally that that's why we never got more singles from The Living End on American radio, because their guitars were too hard. That's American radio's mistake, I think. Yeah, I think so. The they had great. some great albums. Yeah. Um, I think he sounds great in here. Just like an inoffensive Weezer song. Like I think but, but compared to like, you know, the acoustic electric interplay on My Name is Jonas, you know what yes. I mean? And it's where it's like the mix is really like, hey, here's the acoustic guitar and it's very prominent. Here's the electric yes. guitar and it's very prominent. These just bleed together a little bit. It's a, uh, yeah, I mean, I could see, I wonder how, I guess yeah, just turn them up a little bit. Up to 11. <laughs> Why not? I like this. You get those, yeah, those finger taps back there. I'd love yeah. to hear more of it. Yeah, I would. I would love to get me behind the board, and I'll remix this stuff. I, I would love to see you behind the board, giving you, giving some, <laughs> giving some of these a little thumbs up. You know, like, hey, like. Turn yeah, I'm not going to do it personally. I'm going to point at people, give them thumbs ups. <laughs> 
that's my favorite. I've seen a lot of like at, my favorite gesture at concerts is like a guitarist telling like the sound person. I'm like, yeah. They, and you know, when they tried to do it subtly, when they're like, Hey, I'm going to have a signal for you. And yeah. you can tell that that's what they're doing. It's always like mortifying to me of like, you, you can just give them a thumbs up. Just, I've seen some people, uh, maybe in the band that we're talking about, um, get <laughs> very worked up. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Sort of I uh, mean, really yeah. pointing hard and pointing up. Well, hard. it's funny because like there, there's a part in every Comedy Bang Bang live show uh, where early on where uh, I'll be talking about the monitors. <laughs> and uh-huh. and it, I can fold it into the show because yes. it's a comedy show and I made it a, a running feature of like, this is the part where we talk about the monitor mix because it's really hard to, to do it before the show because you know you don't have those thousands of people uh, absorbing the sound. Yes. So... And 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 you just don't know. So it's like you can do it as much as you, you know, you can try to do it before a show. But until you get out there, you don't know if you're going to need more in the monitors. And and you know, in comedy, it's just terrible to not have, not to be able to hear the other performers is awful. Yeah, that I mean, look, I I've been on uh, on tours myself, and like that is also like I I I agree. I deal with the same thing. It's just yeah. like the same for Remember me. Remember that well. uh, uh that festival, the now here this festival where they they bought the monitors that were in the rider they just never hooked them up <laughs> i do remember hearing about that like anecdotally at work and just being like you know i work with a bunch of engineers who would do that would do, would do the right literally thing. people standing three feet in front of you and you could not hear a word they were saying good <laughs> lord so what a well Same i guess thing with just for laughs though when when nick and uh john mulaney were on at, on the just for laughs montreal episode uh-huh. they were sitting next to me and i had to really try to read their lips and i would know from their rhythms when they were done and i would laugh like i'd heard it but yeah. i was like i was like i have no idea what they're talking about just right where now. you're like uh-huh yeah i guess it is a lot of tuna yeah <laughs> yeah sure well that's what it ended up being every single time <laughs> yep it's more than last time yeah. um okay well scott we're at the quote-unquote final track of the the album and why don't we just hit press play on this one because i yeah. think it's a great track precious metal girl so something we talk about on this show is their album closers and i think whatever you might think of some of these albums they mostly end pretty strong they 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 know how to pick a track 10 and i think this is this is a lot like butterfly or something it's just a really yeah i think this is one of the best track 10s they've had in a while i think it's really really great and and the it lyrically, the fact that it's on Van Weezer makes it make sense to me. Yeah, like it's like some of these lyrics, which could be cringy on other records, I give them a pass on this because of what they're trying to do. Yeah, it's sort of like yeah, the context of the concept is yes. is all you need for it to be like okay, like this this works here, this is good. I thought it was kind of embarrassing that the AV Club review of this record said that this song references Faster Pussycat Kill Kill, the movie, and not Faster Pussycat, the band. Come on. Yeah. That's a little embarrassing for that writer. Just like, I, you know, it's just funny, because obviously people are going to laugh at me when I say what I'm about to say, but it's just so easy to get things right. 
Like, because sometimes I'll get corrected or whatever, but, you know, it's like, if you're talking, well, I, it's a little harder. I probably said something wrong about Rachel Hayden earlier, but I know it's one of those songs. But They're not going to come after you, Scott. They don't come yeah. after you. They won't come after you. They don't dare come after the podfather. Yeah. <laughs> they, I'm going to make you an enticing offer. <laughs> um, I love this. I think it's such a great song, and I don't know. It's just exactly what they do right every yeah. time. It's great. It's such a, yeah. And, you know, we're hearing all these, obviously, like, bigger-sounding songs. It's I think it's nice to hand on a more intimate note. Well, also, it fits in with Van Weezer because of the lyrical content. Yeah. You know? So that, that's why it makes sense to me. Yeah. I think, yeah, no, absolutely. I first thought they were yeah. talking about a robot. I, can I be honest? So uh-huh. do I. And I still do. Okay, yeah. I think, okay, good. I'm glad we're on the same page because yeah. I was sort of like. It's. And I'm glad we're whispering so nobody hears us, but like, I thought it was. I hate it when people get things wrong when they're talking about records, but this is obviously about a female robot. Yeah, it's. I think it's about. Isn't it jo- about the Fembots from the Austin Powers franchise? I thought it was about Joan Rivers from Spaceballs. Probably, yeah, you're right, you're right. I'm getting that now, yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought, but I could be wrong. Um, <laughs> Scott, that's the end of the album, but there's two hidden tracks on the vinyl, and guess what? I got them right here for us. Hell yeah. This, this Well, a track and a half, I'll say. Yeah, yeah. Um, this, this one is called I've Thrown It All Away. And this was written in 1993. With Jason Cropper. With the original guitarist, that's right. Cropper. Who, uh, his uh, Chopper 1 record I really like. Oh, great. Um, he appeared on a Zoom with Rivers, and they like confirmed that this song was going to be on the album. And it's technically not. Yeah, like It's not on the digital release. It's not on the Because he CD. talks about that phone call that he got when they said it's going to be on the record, and how meaningful that was to him. Yeah. And then it's a hidden track on vinyl. On vinyl only, and if you pre-ordered the vinyl, I think if you pre-ordered the CD also, you also got these two tracks, but they're not on the track listing or anything like that. Right. But this well, is like, this is a Pixie song. Like This is exactly like a, a Pixie song. This, this sounds like a, a demo from... I, to me, if you had said this was a demo from '93, I would, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Uh, but but did they did, did they re-record it for this? They or? recorded it for this. Yeah, because there are demos of it that Rivers did accidentally release a demo of it oh. in the demo bundle, but then he like pulled it from the Dropbox because he didn't want anybody to hear it. Right. Um, but right. they did re-record it for this with the current band. Yeah. It's it's to me it's. It wouldn't have made the cut on those early records. I no. Think. I think, but I also, it doesn't make sense to put it on Van Weezer either, but it's just yeah. like a cool, I think it's a cool it's, like it's bonus cool. track and like a cool thing for like longtime fans to hear because no one's ever heard it before. Yeah. It's something that if you put it on the, the Blue Album uh, bo- Deluxe Edition yeah. on, the, on the second disc, I'd be like, oh, that's interesting, but it's, I don't think it would ever be one of my favorite like, Weezer songs. In the Pinkerton Deluxe Edition, they had demos that had been circulating a little bit, but there was one song that Rivers lost and never like found again, Tragic Girl. And that's, I think, oh, wow. one of the, their best songs. And they just like forgot about it. And they put it out in a similar oh. thing. Seek it out. I think it's really good. But I think, I think it's... 
a like g- good song. I just I don't know exactly. Like I get why it's not on the album, and I get why. I guess I don't get why they didn't release it before. It's it's perfectly fine for what they were doing back then. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it doesn't. So to much me, material. it doesn't make sense now. When you sent it to me, I was a little. I played it and was like, "You're mad, uh, right?" <laughs> well, you know this. Van Weezer's a short record. It's like 30 minutes or something. Yeah. So I was a little like, oh, okay, let's hear what didn't make the cut. But yeah. this this wouldn't have belonged on the record. So I don't know. But everyone on like the Weezer subreddit and in the comments and stuff, they're saying this is the best thing on it. But I think those are the like early fan, like sycophants, yeah. you know, that are like, that they love it. Would, I, like would I rather listen to this than stuff from the Black Album? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, but I but I also don't think it's that good of a song. Like I think it's I think the production style is is it hues towards early Weezer, which makes me like it more. But in terms of a song, I don't think it's all that great. I yeah, it's it's like it's not lyrically groundbreaking. I just like that. Look, I threw the, stuff away the other day. I, it was they picked up our garbage on Fridays, it. and so I had to get it all together, and I took it down, took the cans down, I sorted the recycling. My trash is on Thursdays, oh, so I did it yesterday. So yeah, you know, I mean, like I relate to this song. Yeah, you know, we, look, it's spring. We're all doing what, what, what it's known as spring cleaning. We know what's going on. Sure, of course. Yeah, the the you know from uh, March to June, we're all cleaning every day. The rest of the year, slobs, fucking slob city. <laughs> but March to June, Felix Unger, <laughs> getting nice and clean, baby. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so this is the last thing on the album. It's not a full song, but it's a, I think, a nice snippet for uh, a dedication to an old friend, um, and it's a sort of a read, a, a version of "I Need Some of That" featuring vocals from Rico Kasich. You know, some people listening to this, yeah, that's I'm probably surprised. how they're hearing it because <laughs> they don't have the vinyl. Um Yeah. There so he is. This is Rick. Obviously. And I wonder and if the, this was demoed from the, the the Hurley or the uh, Yeah, I don't know cuz he didn't produce Hurley, so No. I I don't know whether this was like during uh, Everything Will Be Alright or something, he's like, hey, let's play through that thing or whatever. But you hear them laughing at him singing. Like, yeah. he's making up the lyrics or something? I Maybe he's maybe he was making them up, or he was like, do it like this, and he was getting mad. and like, like Right, right, right. And they're like, okay, now I, I, I see. Well, also, there's something about Rivers was saying that they wanted to include his whole verse or something, but legal issues precluded it. I don't know. Oh. It's confusing, but it's cool to hear Rick Ocasek you know, singing over there. Posthumously, I, yeah. I would have loved to hear uh, Rick Ocasek singing uh, all of Weezer's songs that he produced. I think that would be a cool, like, you know how uh, there's a version of Elvis Costello singing Madness's uh, Tomorrow's Just Another Day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with Madness backing him, and it's the it's the Madness track, just Elvis singing it instead of the um, the Madness singer. I, I, I would love to hear a Rick Ocasek thing like that. I, I mean, that would have been... Obviously, something that can't happen now, unless unless get, he did it, unless he did do it, um, and if he didn't, let's dig him up. <laughs> let's let, let's do let's get the Tupac hologram to sing. You got it. one wish, right? <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> we could use no, it. No, I 
I actually think that if I had one wish, it would probably be I would love to hear a Fleet Foxes uh, cover of Joanna Newsom's uh, song called uh, what song is it? It's uh, Bridges and Balloons. Oh wow, that's you'd use your one wish on that, huh? I I'd like use it. my one wish on that. Yeah, I uh, I think. My wish would be, well, I don't know if I would necessarily use my wish, but I do think a lot of Weezer songs would be performed better by a, a female vocalist. Um, oh. And I just think that would just be good instead. You know, I, I, I went down a rentals rabbit hole recently where... Uh-huh. The rentals uh, rabbit hole. Yes. And I saw, I saw one of their videos and it was, I was like, I wonder what's going on with, the, with everyone in the rentals these days. Um, and... Uh, so I looked up uh, uh, the people who were in the video, and there's one person in there who's like now a right wing politician. Oh no, Sherry Lynn Westrich. I oh, think. Oh no, she's a she's a right wing politician in Iowa right now. Ooh, such a such a bummer. You hate to <laughs> you I, hate to hear that. And I actually looked her up, and I was like, is she someone who voted against the election being certified? And thankfully, she didn't. She wasn't that okay. Uh, she isn't that crazy, but it's it's a bummer to see like, oh wow, here's someone who's in a cool band who's like, you know, yeah. uh, you know, seems like an artist and cool, and then like, then they, well, she's yeah. at least one of uh, two '90s artists that we uh, can think of that didn't storm the Capitol. So that's <laughs> <laughs> <Ew. laughs> um, well, Scott. Yeah. I appreciate you taking the time listening to this album, and let's. Like, what did you think? I, I guess overall, you think it's a good album, yeah. Overall, I enjoy it. I mm-hmm. even the songs that I wish were produced a little more towards my taste, I like f- for the most part. So uh, this this one is uh, is going in the good column for me. Uh, I think uh, you know if I were to rank albums, uh, I would probably go Weezer. Uh, I would go Weezer, I'd go Pinkerton, then I would go probably Maladroit, then Green Album, and then Everything Will Be All Right, and then White Album, then this. Wow, that's a good... I'm thinking my top two always changes, depends on what kind of mood I'm in, but I, right now I would say Blue, Pinkerton, um, I would say White, I would say... Hmm. Uh, I would say Everything Will Be All Right in the end, and then I'd probably throw... I'd probably, uh, I don't know if it's this or OK Human. I might throw one of the two. It's okay. one of these, it's, uh, you know, swing slots. Um, yeah. But I really like this album, too. It's going to be on rotation for a little bit. Um, you know, they probably heard he put out another new album by the time we're done recording this. <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, so I'll have to listen to that as well. But, Scott, thank you for doing this. Uh, thanks My for pleasure. talking with me. And uh, follow Scott on Twitter at uh, Scott Ackerman. Or don't. I don't care. Scott's tweets are fucking bangers, okay? <laughs> no, they're not. All I tweet about is the show now. So he, he tweets about the show, and you're going to like it. Listen to Comedy Bang Bang. It's Humanities Podcast. Listen to Freedom. Go watch the Between Two Ferns movie. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to say, Scott? No, that's it. That's all I got. Um, and uh, I look forward to uh, seeing you in person at some point soon. Maybe yes. at Dodger Stadium. I'll sit next to you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to kick out a lot of my friends. But, and maybe some. No, you just people. sit on the edge of your ticket a lot, and I'll oh, sit yeah, on the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Hey, hey, look, we're still we're in we're in the section. Nobody's <laughs> get really. 
uh, quickly like that. But Scott, thank you. Uh, and, and everyone, thanks for listening. Um, and uh, we'll see you next time Weezer does something. Goodbye. <laughs>